Productions. Yes! Welcome back to Go Deep the Podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we have an opinion like we have a clue. Thank you for coming back. And here's your host, John Nothing Doe. Oh my, oh my. Welcome back to Go Deep the Podcast. Yes, we are a member of Go Deep Productions. Folks, just a friendly reminder, you can find our website at godeepproductions.godaddysites.com. From there, you can listen to our podcast, or if you're interested, you can buy some of our gear. Click the link, I get the deep gear, and that's where our stuff is at. Today, we have a special guest, someone that uh, has been on the show before. Very motivational, and if you haven't heard it, I would definitely recommend you check it out. We have the one and only Jeremy Ronick on the show. How are you, pal? No, not Jeremy Ronick. You're going to get him excited. Yeah. I don't know why I want to go. Yeah, you got hockey on your mind. I don't care. You say you ain't paying attention, but you're a Canadian. You got hockey on your mind. Uh, you know, it was the story you told me before we uh, got on air, right? For some reason, uh, it just got me all jazzed up. So, uh, for some reason, yeah, I can tell you a funny story if you want to hear it. Yeah, but let's hear I it. I got so many funny stories, you might have to limit them. Let's hear I it. I think Jerry. I told you this before, but at the airport in Newark, New Jersey, the guy wouldn't let me get in the car because he had a sign that said Jay Ronick, and he swore he was picking up Jeremy Ronick. No, you never told me that, but that's a very entertaining. Yeah, I was, I was on my way to do a show, a Maury Povich show, and uh, no. they had to send a car to the airport. And, and this, it wasn't who's your daddy or anything, it was about my, my life and everything I've come over. over come but it was long before you know the who's your daddy or you're not the daddy thing but <laughs> anyway um they uh they met me at the airport and there's a, there's a little chauffeur in a town car and he's holding a sign that says jay ronick i come off the airline with my bag and i go hey that's me and he's like get out of here man and he made a phone call and he said okay get in he, he really thought he was picking up jeremy ronick oh my god so, <laughs> yeah i disappointed him that day so yeah let's not do that to your listeners yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> jimmy ronick folks jimmy ronick and, yeah, uh, very fantastic guest, very fantastic person, very fantastic story, actually. And that's part of the reason why I have you back on here. We talked about your story from obese to beast, and how fantastic was that? That was good, man. You did a nice job with that. I, I, I really Other didn't. than a couple of shots I tried to say, I, I'd let my mom listen to that. But. <laughs> I bet you she was impressed with the end. <laughs> well, she's not here anymore, but I would have let her listen to it. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, she heard it somewhere, <laughs> that's for sure. I got the listens. That's uh, right. Okay, so motivational speakers, and, you know, a lot of people kind of look at this in such a way that they're like, oh, fuck, horseshit, right? Motivation speakers, they're just... Yeah. You know, they're they're just like hot air, right? They're blowing smoke up your ass. But yeah. I think we all yeah, get to that's a, what people think. they get we get to a point where we need that, I think. I think if we don't have someone blowing a little hot air up our ass to get us going, then what what's the point, right? We need the inspiration. I practice and I and it's something I realized because like we talked about before, there was a time when all I could do is read and watch things and you know, I have watched about everybody you can think of, from, you know, David Goggins to Tony Robbins to, you know, Les Brown, all those guys. Basically what dude what they're reading doing is they're rehashing the bible all that stuff that they're telling us in the, in the motivational books and speakers it's all in the bible yeah if you think about it the bible tells us 365 times fear not it's the most quoted phrase in the bible fear not and that's basically what everything's based on when you you, you know you listen to motivational speakers or you know trust in yourself do what you got to do but that's basically what it is fear not there's nothing to be afraid of yeah well when, yeah. when i hear that from you i think of uh one of the motivational speeches i love and i think we talked about it before we started the show and though it's the one from rocky you know it's not about the amount of time oh, how hard you get hit but how many times you can get up from being hit right 
I probably right. butchered that a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, he did all right. He did all right. Yeah, like I was telling you before we we started, my uncle when I was ten years old gave me a speech very similar to that, and he phrased it more like, you know, he asked me, "Do I know what the definition of a champion is?" And I said, "It's the guy that wins all the fights." And he said, "Well, kind of." He said, "But it's not really the guy that wins all the fights. It's the guy that can keep getting hit and keep getting up to win the fights." You know, anybody can win a fight if they're not getting hit. Yeah. But it's how many times you can get down and get back up and and say dust yourself off and say, I'm not quitting, you know, and that's, 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 that's true for everything. I mean, the only time you fail is when you stop. hundred percent. You know, so. I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. So like, you know, every time I watch Rocky or you hear, uh, you know, I have the tiger. It's not yeah. like the song itself is not that great when you think about it, but it's like the meaning that's behind it from that movie. You just can't. It's it's funny. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, they it's it's forever linked to a Rocky 80s training montage of where, you know, he's doing crazy things to train his body. But, you know, it, it's it's absolutely funny. When when I got with my wife, like I said, my wife's a lot younger than I am. And you know, I'm kind of an old dude. And yeah. I used to joke around. I was like, you're way too much for me. And I'd put on the Rocky music and I'd say, I got to get in training, you know, and <laughs> she'd laugh, of course, and laugh and, you know, but it's kind of a joke I use for everything. I'll, I'll turn on the eye of the tiger and just be like, this is when I'm getting serious. I put an eye of the tiger and she knows, you know, step back. He's, he's going to, he's going to try to do something. Oh shit. He's going to go, he's going to go clean the floors. Get her, get it out of the way. Yeah, he's going to do something. We might have to go to the emergency room, but hey, just let him out. Let the old guy do what he wants. Shit. I, I'm a big clip guy. If I'm sitting at a party with you and I'll, I'll think of something, I'll, uh, I'll I'll find the clip on YouTube real quick and play it. Um, we, we run a, a, a appliance business down here. Okay. And uh, my wife does. My wife does all the advertising, and uh, a lot of times, like, we do a lot of advertising, like, on Facebook and some of the other social sites. She told me, she goes, hey, this this guy, like, sent me a connection request. And I go, yeah, why would he need to do that? So, right away, I went to the Oscars, and I played the Will Smith clip, you know, just like, you know, what he said at the Oscars, we don't need to repeat it, the whole world's heard it five billion times, but that's going to be one of my go-to anytime somebody, like, I get a little jealous streak or I get something, I'm just going to say, hit that and let Will Smith tell everybody, you know. <laughs> so you brought it up it's 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 one of those things that everybody's still talking about to this day what is your perception as a like a life coach what is your perception and how would you deal with that if you were in the business to help superstars stay on top you know i don't know I, I, my first reaction was wow chris rock just had the biggest payday of his career when i seen that you know thinking like i mean there's a there's a time and a place for everything Absolutely. And, and I try to be a really good Christian, but I do know there's a time to slap the taste out of somebody's mouth if they get, you know, to where they're disrespectful to your family or they, but I don't think that was one of those times. I think he overreacted. I seen him laughing hysterically about the joke. And to be honest, the joke wasn't all that bad. It, you know, you made a joke about her having short hair and they overreacted. I know yeah. she has the, that disease. But I've watched videos after that. I, I'm kind of like a research guy. I want to know what everything's about. Yeah. And I watched, we're making jokes about her hairline. So I'm like, how can that be such a thing you know but there was bad blood there anyway you know there was uh he made a he made a comment years ago about she was gonna uh, she made some kind of racial comment about boycotting the oscars because it was a white event yes and chris rock posted and he said well how can you boycott something you're not invited to you know so that's <laughs> yeah kind of i think it was stage for the whole thing yeah but they have a history will and uh <laughs> Chris Rock have a history. In fact, Chris Rock was on his show, yeah. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, God, fucking, what, 20, 30 years ago? Yeah. Oh, he was on that show? He was. He came on as, uh, for, uh, it was like a Hillary's thing, like, came on there for, uh, oh, yeah. 
to be like Hillary's like thing and uh, and Will had to like kind of be like her chaperone and just put up with her shit for a night at a club. So I remember, yeah, she, yeah, I remember that and I was like, oh, so cringeworthy, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, just to do that and and you know, okay, the slap was bad enough, but that was something that they could have spun, they could have controlled that. That would have been you know handled. I think Chris Rock actually handled it good. He didn't, yeah. you know, what I mean, he didn't like draw back and swing at him. He didn't. He just said what happened. And I think at that point, if if Will Smith would have just shut his mouth, went to his seat, I think it would have been okay. But to sit there and scream profanities in the front row from the Oscars, then it became a real thing. They could have played it off as it was a stage comedy event or anything up until that point. It, it sucks. Right? Yeah, I think he, yeah, he deserves whatever he gets. I, I, I'm with you on that, but I'm on the other side of the boat. My other side of the boat theory is like, you know, we have to find a way in society to change when it comes to like people changing um, how they do business and being remorseful for the mistakes. Right. So I think if this is a once off, we all got to like kind of like wait to see if there's going to be like anything more like it's not to say that we're accepting it, but like people make mistakes and people change. So if we can show empathy and we can find a way to kind of like look past this one incursion and uh, you know, he's able to pay his debt back to, you know, the, the court of, uh, the people, if you will, then, you know, this is a very important thing. Like this is something we need to kind of keep in mind. Right. Well, I think that the punishment should fit the crime. And, and I don't think that, I don't think, here's the thing. They're talking about not removing him from the Academy. So if you think about that, what's that going to do to that guy's career? I mean, whenever a big power like Ali or, you know, the, the father of the, the twins that play tennis come up, they're going to pass him over because they're going to want an Academy Award for their film. Yeah. And if he's not eligible for the Academy Award, he's going to lose work. Now, do I think he should he should write a big fat check to Chris Rock? Absolutely. He should have done that the moment Chris Rock told the police he didn't want to press charges. I just think that's, Chris Rock definitely played the bigger man there, I I think he did in a long, uh, oh. in a lot of ways, and I think some of that. Yeah. The reason he didn't press charges is just could be uh, he was always kind of concerned about what the repercussions of that could have been. So I think that's right. why he didn't. If I could be so honest, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not Chris Rock, obviously, but right, you know. right, yeah, we're just speculating, both of us, so we don't know. But yeah, and it's it's always easy to be a Monday morning quarterback. I don't know what I would have done if I was in either of their situations. I can say I never would have done what Will Smith did, but I don't know. Somebody made my wife cry. I might have. I don't know. You know, I wasn't there. I never been put in that situation. And somebody slapped me on stage. Don't know what would have happened. I might have knocked him back down. I don't know. You know, so yeah. But I can say that all day long because wasn't there and it wasn't my situation so 100 percent, and it sucks yeah. right because when you look at someone like will smith there's a lot of motivation that comes out of a character like that and he's actually something that would be on my list like i love watching him come do his little skits on you know i don't know if it's uh youtube or if it's uh tiktok but he talks about like you know the whole idea of like the one video i i, I remember vividly i don't remember the whole words i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely butcher this but the idea of like jumping yeah. out of a plane and how it's like invigorating and at first you're like you're holding on and he's explaining the sequence of you know how it is when you're up in that plane and they don't ever make it to the count of three because they know you're going to grab the thing so it's like one and boom they're gone and you're out right yeah, and right. he's talking about how invigorating it is and how this is how life is and if you're not like willing to jump out and just you know kind of experience like the free fall that you're never really going to get to your dreams and you know just stuff like that so he's a very motivational and 
inspiration in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, I've listened to some of his. He actually has a couple speeches out there, and yeah, he's he's got one speech where he talks about you know if you and I are running on a treadmill, he's gonna he's gonna outrun me or he's gonna die on that treadmill, and I can kind of relate to that. Like you get your mind set on something like that, like no way, I'm not stopping until I, I do what I came to do, you know. So yeah, I've, I've listened to him, and I guess you know, I guess at the end of the day, it's fun to speculate about what of what should have happened, what could have happened, or what's gonna happen. At the end of the day, it really doesn't affect any of us. You know, it's between those two guys and whatever, whoever is in charge of what they can do next, you know. (laughs) It's a sin, right? I get both ends. I'm a Chris Rock fan as well. And I believe that uh, he's an outstanding individual. I mean, the joke wasn't uh, strong enough to warrant anybody getting up to smack anybody. You know, that, I mean, that's my personal opinion, obviously, like you said, and we speculated earlier. We weren't in their positions. We, we can't really dictate the mental status of either one of those individuals at that time. But, you know, whether there's bad blood or not, I think Will could have done something that would have been humorous, you know, later on opposed to doing that. And there's a lot of people that believe he did that because he got a look from Jada, his wife. And, you know, I hope that's not the case because that really kind of brings things down to a different level. And that that creates more of an examination that needs to happen, you know, through other means. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just not healthy. Right. Yeah. And, you know, but yeah, that's just it. We can't, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully it goes away real soon because every time you open up any social media, it's there. And it's if, not going if away. You look any, on TikTok, everybody, and everybody on TikTok's got a video of, you know, get my wife's name out of your blanking mouth, you know. Yeah. Even the club remix. I was thinking about you know, about good for my career, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, let's move on from Will Smith. Yeah, maybe it would, because I, I put a video on TikTok uh, just, just last week, and it was just a montage video of, like, me being sick in the hospital, and, and you know, then a, all of a sudden a real dramatic, like, me now, and different little things, and, like, I got 500 views, I think, wow. and then there's a guy, you know, telling fart jokes that's got, like, 15,000, and I'm like, how does that work? You know, it's just, like, the silliest things ever, but. It's definitely, it's, strange, it's definitely a strange algorithm. Uh, I know for myself yeah. when I'm doing it for the podcast, I have my own personal account and then I got the podcast account. And I think the highest I've got is just near a hundred, uh, 900. You know what I mean? And then yeah, if, if yeah. I look at, um, if I look at my personal account, I've got one that's over a thousand for something stupid. <laughs> really? You doing comedy or are you doing something serious? Well, I'm definitely not twerking. It's just something, uh, making fun of power Rangers or something stupid like that. Oh, comes out and twerks at different places he does the same thing every every single place but he gets i don't know thousands and thousands of views and likes and i'm like wow it's like a one-trick pony but i i can't i can't say that because i watch him every time and i laugh at him you know and it's like every time there's a new video i run to show my wife and it's the same thing it's it's just hilarious the walmart one the walmart guy that does it to the taylor swift song is that the one you're talking about no it's 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 a, it's a latino guy and he dresses in like short shorts and a belly shirt and he like twerks and he twerks like he acts like he's like he's homosexual and he he twerks and he tells everybody he wants to get dangerous and he's you know pulling his shirt together to show his boobs and it's just i mean it's just so silly but it's so funny and it's not done in a way where it's making fun of any group of people it's just he's basically making fun of himself and it's funny there's a there's a couple of those you kinds know? of guys there's one guy um he's a little a light-skinned dude and from what i can gather he's from the the Tri Rivers, I, I don't know. It's an AHL team, the Grand Grand Rapids, maybe. I can't remember. Anyways, yeah, yeah, okay. He has like this 
man's half top and he's got uh fluorescent pink shorts and he likes to do like this this uh like this dance of like early 90s and whatever kind of songs and it's like <laughs> it's actually very entertaining to watch like there's this one where you can hear the music it's it's going off in the background it's like doosh, doosh, doosh. and he like throws yeah, like this yeah. retro coke or something at one guy across the street like this white guy and he open like he he catches it when he catches it He's wearing like this neon pair of clothes and he's got like the skate shoes and he's like starting to dance too. And they've got like this, this weird, um, this dance off almost from different sides of the street. And sometimes they're together. Yeah. Like it's, it's interesting, right? Like it's something different. It's not making yeah, fun of but they're just dancing. Who gives a fuck, right? Well, yeah, it's like, it's like I've seen a couple of these videos where there's guys bigger than I used to be, or at least as big. And they're dancing with no shirt on and little shorts. And it's like, you know, but nobody's asking them to do it. And, and they're getting all kinds of likes. And it's like, God bless you. You know what I mean. If, if if that's what you want to do to make yourself feel good, and you you want to get out there and, and bring joy, no matter if it's good or bad to people, then God bless. You know, it takes a lot of courage to do something like that. I was gonna say definitely a lot of guts because there's a lot of trolls out there, whether um, you're on TikTok or Facebook, right? Right, right. So another guy I wanted to speak about is. Uh, David Goggins. This guy is yeah. crazy. But you had a story about um, the similarity between what David Goggins went through and what you went through. Yeah, well, I mean, I can relate to David Goggins because, I mean, you know, he, he was a heavy set guy. He, he set out to prove something to himself, which is kind of the same as me. Um, or he was a little more aggressive than me. He went to, you know, Navy SEAL camp, I think, four times. Uh, he finished it with a broken shin bone or something. I don't know the whole story, but I know it was pretty intense. Yeah. But... It's like, it's like I was telling you before we started, it's like I can relate to that because we all want to conquer our demons, you know, whether it be alcohol, drugs, food, or just, you know, eating too much, being overweight, or just being unhappy. Because usually when you get to a point where you're overweight and you want to do something about it, there's a lot that goes with it. There's depression, there's, you know, hopelessness, there's things like that. But when you can get yourself to a point where you start and you get momentum and you start seeing some wins on the board, and then you get to a place, and this is where I can relate to Goggins, like Goggins don't go out and just defeat his demons. He goes out and goes to war with them. He crushes them. You know what I mean? He wants to run. He, if, he, if he goes out thinking he's going to run five miles, I read an interview once. He tells himself, I'm only going to run two. He ends up running 20. You know what I mean? So it, this guy has got it down. He's, I believe that's the similarity between him and I. Like when I go to the gym to train, you know, it's not like I'm going to try, I'm training and texting and I'm playing games and sitting on the bench and talking to everybody. I, I put myself in a frame of mind where it's almost like I'm in combat. Like I got myself, but, and this is what my wife don't understand because she says, I'll come home and I, I have this joke. I, I walk in the house and it's like I'm hobbling because my hips hurt, my back hurts, everything hurts. And I just put my thumbs up like Fonzie and I go, yay, fitness. You know what I mean? It's just because I've slaughtered myself, but it's not that I'm doing that to myself. I'm, I'm doing that because I'm going to destroy any demons that might be there. You know, the demon of wanting to eat or anything that could take me back to a place I don't want to be. I do that on a daily basis. So it's like I know I can trust myself. because that's And that's where I think the similarity is. Like I, I've read a little bit about Goggins and some of the things he says, like he goes out and runs when it's pouring down rain he's trying to get his running part to go with him and guy's like no let's do it tomorrow he goes we're gonna do it tomorrow too but we need to do it today you know and that's that's the mindset you got to have you you got to get your musts if it's just a should for you like tony robbins said you'll should all over yourself you know it's he he does uh, talk about uh every time he has issue where he's like every morning he sits there and dwells like he's like i don't want to do this today i don't want to do this today and then when you look uh, or when he's looking rather not when i look but when he's looking he notices that uh his shoes are still sitting there and he has to put those motherfuckers on to get where he's going and it's it's not a matter of when but like now 
it's got to happen now. So Yeah, because you can sit and look at shit all day, man, and, yeah. and, and make an excuse. The longer you sit, the, the more those excuses are going to sound good. Yeah, don't give in you to know, your excuses. It's, it's, it's like uh, I had COVID a couple months ago, and uh, I'm still kind of – because I had respiratory problems, you know, when I was heavy and I, I, I beat all those and, you know, I was supposed to be on oxygen, but I had COVID and I'm still not sick with, you know, but I still struggle if I can still feel. And I went to see my doctor. He said that could last up to six months. You know, you'll have a little bit of raspiness and a little cough here and there. So like for a while I stopped running and I would just say, I'm going to do work, work out with weights. And I did that and it, it got to become a comfortable thing for me. I was training harder with the weights because I was trying to compensate for the not running. But then I started to think about it. I'm like, well, the weights are great because they're making me stronger. They're making my muscles bigger. But the thing that I really need to work on is my lungs and my heart. So I went and bought one of those pulse ox machines that they, you know, the little things go on your finger that, uh, you, you put out at the doctor and they tell you how much oxygen is in your blood and how fast your heart's moving and everything. Yeah. Pretty cool little device for bucks. And uh, I put that on my finger and I started to, you know, run slowly. And I realized I'm, I got 95, 95% pulse ox. For a guy that was diagnosed with emphysema told he's never going to be on, he's going to be oxygen the rest of his life. And I'm running on a treadmill. That's pretty damn good. So, yeah, okay. you know, that excuse, I couldn't, I couldn't justify that excuse no more. So now I'm back to running like, six to 10 miles a week and doing the weights five days. So yeah, it's just really easy, even for, in for anybody, like you said, God, he's looked at his shoes. It's really easy to sit there and go, yeah, this is comfortable to sit here. This is, you know, what if I didn't take that two hours today and go to the gym? What else would I do? I'd probably sit and watch TV or I'd go do something stupid that wouldn't benefit me at all. You know, so it's, it's just getting yourself in the right frame of mind. And, and I used to have a ritual going to the gym where I would drink like a pot of coffee and then I'd sit in my car and then I'd sit there and, you know, listen to a couple songs and then I'd walk in the gym. Yeah. Now it's like I can walk into the gym. I could come from church and walk into the gym and have a good workout. I could, you know, I just got myself trained that way to where it feels bad not to do it. So, awesome. you know, and, and, I'm, and, and making a lot of progress, like it's crazy. I mean, my wife said, we just sent a, uh, I sent my story to Muscle Fitness has a contest. It's like you to be Mr. You know, fitness or Mr. The spokesperson in their magazine. And uh, I, I mean, I, I, it's a long shot to think I'll win, but I could. And they sent me a letter back saying I was handpicked oh, and they wanted more photos. And my wife right away says, you need to take more photos because you're bigger and better than you were when you sent the other photos, you know, and it's crazy because it's just from hard work. It's all natural stuff. You know, it's just, I'm just driven. And no, yeah, that's no like growth. Goggins and guys like that, guys like that, like Goggins and people like that, that are extraordinary human beings. Man, they inspire me. I know they should inspire all of us. Yes. If he can do it, you can do it. I can do it. You know, same thing. If I can do it, Everybody can do it. It's just how bad do you want it? Yeah, you gotta you gotta be obsessed with it, right? It's gotta be an, an obsession, really, right? Yeah, like a healthy obsession, especially when I'm walking in the house all hunched over with my thumb up, saying "fitness." You know, it's just like, what's wrong with you? You, know, she says, you could do more chores if you wouldn't work out for two hours. And I'm like, well, yeah, but chores aren't doing the same thing for me. No, it's, <laughs> it's not in the same neighborhood, but you'll never win that war. <laughs> I know. It's a funny story. One time uh, before we came down to Florida, we, we had a, a, when I were in a condo, but we had a house at the yard. And I was working out and I was doing, I did like, I don't know, 16 sets of bench presses. And then I went and worked in the yard planting flowers for her. And then the next morning I woke up and I couldn't move my left shoulder very well. It was like really stiff and sore. And I said, see, it's from doing all that digging and planting, you know? And she's like, I, I don't think so. You're not pulling that over on me. <laughs> you know, it's You're not from getting out of that one. 16 sets of bench presses. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's that's hilarious. Well, you know, talking about people that uh, are known for muscles and but have still lived a pretty uh, a difficult hardship. The next person I wanted to talk about was The Rock, right? Because The Rock yeah. is inspirational too, right? And a lot of people look at The Rock today and they're like, he's cocky. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit. I get I get that he could be cocky. But when I look at someone like The Rock, I look at someone that still brought himself from a, uh, a situation that that always could be worse, but also could be a lot right. better. And, you know, you watched his struggle where he was trying to be a part of the, the Calgary Stampeders, got cut. Right. And like the story says, he has seven bucks in his pocket. So he had to make a decision and he jumped onto the family business, which is wrestling. And he worked right. his, his way through the business. And look at him now. He's probably the, the best paid actor male actor in the world period absolutely yeah the rock is a huge a huge inspiration to me it's funny my wife she gets it's almost a it's almost a joke when you know there's a rock movie on something i said well that's what we're watching yeah you know it's like no but she's like we're not watching the rock movie you know and it's like but yeah he's a huge inspiration and when you read his story and you, you listen to him speak yeah he's he's really came up and he came up hard and you know i don't care what anybody says about him now i mean yeah he's probably he's probably pampered because he makes all that money and i know like when he does a movie he has a couple semis that bring his gym equipment to every movie but you know what he's still doing the work to look like that man he's still doing the work to read those lines so you know i think anybody that says anything different about the rock they're just haters man well you need haters he right? did, they they help pay the bills. yeah yeah but he did a lot to get to where he's at you know, yeah. I mean, he sacrificed a lot. He's, you know, he's had some problems where I think I read something about his mother was, you know, had some problems. You know, he's just, yeah, he's a hugely inspirational guy. Like, you know, young guy could do no better than to look to the rock for inspiration. No, and even when he talked to the, uh, I think it was the LA Lakers, the basketball team, and he talks about how he gets yeah. focused. Cause let's be honest, this guy still wakes up every single day. And I know people are talking about him being on um, hormone growth. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. None of my business. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> perfectly right he still wakes up at four o'clock in the morning every single morning to work out in in his iron paradise so right yeah if he puts in the time he pays the rent yeah and i mean yeah no matter what he's on and and, you know anybody that says like anybody that is like i don't know like people think like if you took steroids you're magically thor god of thunder or you're you know you're like the rock or you're like a hulk hogan or something but still gotta do the work man so yeah anybody that says like and we get this a lot i get this at the gym in fact it's funny i had a guy come up to me um two weeks ago my wife was there and he asked me so dude what kind of gear are you on i'm like what are you talking about what do you take this uh protein powder and he's like question he's like i don't believe you oh wow i'm like no seriously i i I, i'm not taking anything i train hard i'm not texting everybody or on facebook when i'm at the gym i I, you know i'm 55 years old i blast through it i get my job done and i go home sore and can barely walk that's what i'm on you know you're on life yeah yeah i'm on life and people just always want to think there's a magic pill to fix everything you know it's like uh they have these programs for weight loss and you know but anyway i think it's, it's an accountability thing rather than come to me i think it's more about accountability like they think i let them off the hook too easy or whatever but they're on this program and they pay like 60 dollars a week so it's 240 dollars a month Jesus. and when I, was, when I was talking to him i said dude what, what's this program like he says well i got uh, uh, you know they told me what they eat and he's like uh i get 900 protein calories a day and a couple of vegetables i'm like that's not enough food yeah. that's like you know weight loss is just simple mathematics it's like eat less burn more and there's also like a lot of people don't understand there's a baseline for say you know say i weigh 240 pounds there's a baseline for me to keep that 240 pounds 
you know, like if you're, if you're a sedentary person where you don't do a whole lot, maybe you work in an office or, you know, maybe walk your dog, it's 15 calories per pound of body weight to maintain your weight. If you're athletic, Sorry, simple mathematics, but going back to that, these you're companies, saying, you were saying you're 240 and it's 15 pounds, yeah. 15 pounds per, uh, what? I, I, sorry. Per pound of body weight. 15 calories. Yeah. 15 calories per pound of body weight. Okay. So I don't have, I'm talking on my calculator right now. My mind doesn't work real good, but and, and like for me training, it's like at 15 calories per pound of body weight, I would lose weight on that diet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just because I'm burning more than that. Because when I go to the gym, I'm burning a couple hundred of that treadmill and I'm, you know, I'm you know, making the muscles bigger. So you want to be yeah, on so, a, in, a, in a deficit. Always. Yeah, I now it's really weird. Like I told you last time, it's, a, it's really a, a mind game for me because I went for so many years just like, you know, in a deficit, in a deficit to now just having just enough surplus to get some gains out of what I'm doing in the gym. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy because it's like me and my wife were discussing this the other day. You know, it's crazy to think like, I think I told you this before, like you, you can't fix a problem with the mind that created the problem. You have to reprogram yourself. So you're not that person that made yourself the 400 pound guy or the alcoholic or the, the drug addict or what have you. You have to find a way to fix that first, because if you don't, you're always going to revert back to that. You know, it's it's like your subconscious tells you, hey, you know what? I don't want to run on the treadmill. That's not what we do. We haven't done that in 30 years. Why would we? start doing that now this is really uncomfortable yeah so somehow you got to get that in your head that you know well this is what we do now a lot of that you can do with willpower just telling yourself hey i'm going to do it affirmations things like that but a lot of it is just what you engulf yourself in you know you engulf yourself in a different lifestyle where you know maybe the people you see now that's what they do or maybe you know things you watch on tv or maybe you have heroes like we talked about like goggins and the rock and all these people that are just talking about positive and and, and driving forces and when you surround yourself with that kind of information eventually a little bit's going to seep in you know has to, has but if to. you don't if, if you don't it's just you're just going to always have that you're going to just like reboot yourself back to where you were if you don't fix that first definitely so let's move on to the, the last one and that's uh tony robbins i know tony robbins is a personal one for you yeah yeah tony's uh Tony's, I owe Tony a lot. What what, yeah. what what would it be like if you could talk to Tony now with everything that you've gone through and uh, where you're at now? Truthfully, it'd be amazing, but like I, I think I'd be like speechless. I don't know what I would say. I mean, like I said, I, I owe the man a debt of gratitude because he changed it all for me. You know, watching him on that couch that day when I seen him, you know, doing what he's, you know, at. talking and yeah, doing what he's good at, man, changing lives. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It would be overwhelming. Let's just put it that way like past the emotional part where you finally got like because yeah. we all have this roadblock where you know we meet our heroes and you, you have that roadblock right. and then you're finally able to have that emotional outlet and then now you get to talk what do you think is one of the yeah. things that comes out of your mouth to him outside of thank you you know like are you picking his brain to kind of see how you can better yourself or maybe is it more gratitude maybe <laughs> Maybe it'd be more gratitude because, um, I mean, I can honestly say, I, I mean, I, I might be wrong, but I think I've listened about everything Tony's ever said. I mean, it's gotten to the point where, like, I was at a, it was funny, I was at a yard sale last week and somebody were selling some Tony Robbins CDs and I was going through it. Well, first of all, I don't have a CD player anymore, but I'm like, well, I got this one. I've heard this one. I've got this, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's crazy. There's nothing I haven't heard, you know? So I think it would just be more of a gratitude thing, you know, and uh <laughs> Yeah. See, now you got me on the spot, John. I don't I'm know. Sorry. I don't no, know. No, no. Uh, I like I like to have people. No, it's not, no, no, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just like something that, like you know. 
it's something that I can't even imagine. Let's just put it that way. I, I think I'd be a little afraid. I'd be very grateful. You know, I mean, this guy is a hero. So yes. not just to me, but, but to the whole world. I mean, anybody that listens to Tony Robbins and really doesn't hear him, but listens to him, they're going to change their life. You just got to practice what he puts in motion. That's all. That's the hard part. You no, know, I'm living in what he talks that. about. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like when I was struggling and I was, I was learning the one thing I would do and, and some people would call it brainwashing. I think that's what my ex-wife called it. But you know what? If it was brainwashing, I had some stains that needed to come out. So let's wash it, you know? <laughs> and uh, I would listen to Tony while I was working out. I'd listen to Tony when I was falling asleep. You know what I mean? Not not obsessive to the point where it was like a weird thing, but man, the guy had all kinds of things to say that were really helping me. So I really just wanted to hear as much of it as I could, you know? And, and when I have something really important to do, you know, where I'm a little unsure of myself, that's the first thing, place I go. I'll put Tony on. I'll, I'll find, you know, at least the power within and I'll listen to a segment of that or I'll, you know, just listen to something on YouTube, something short, just because, man, has so much wisdom, you know, and he's, he's really is such a treasure, such a gift that, you know, anybody that gives him the time, he'll change your life. I know I'm living proof of that. I believe it. I have, you know, it's funny. I actually have two more. One I want to bring up because, you know, I always talk about this. I've talked about motivational speech. I've talked about it with T.O. Big Show talk to with some of my other podcasters here on the show and the only person i'm not really bringing up but i'm gonna just, i'm just gonna bring it up now is bob proctor god rest his soul i'm not religious by no means yeah, you are, you're not. it was a heavy one this year we lost him i think in february yeah to me he had a lot of gifts he was a toronto boy once again i i, I always talk about the fact that he was in toronto you know he was a firefighter he did his best to, you know he wanted to have more and and not for the, for the matter of greed he just wanted more and i think he helped a lot of people along his way i think he was uh, underrated by a lot of people for that same reason. I don't know if it was because he started off in Canada and he made his way to the U.S. in different ways, but I do know that someone like him is uh, a, definitely a gem, and I think if you haven't had a chance, I know you have, but I mean for the listener, if you haven't had a chance to listen to Bob Prockner, he's got his own books, and he's just, he's just a very motivational. I don't think I've ever heard any bad things about this, man. He's just a straight up good guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, my wife is a huge fan of Bob Proctor. She, in fact, when we met, that was, she was telling me, hey, have you ever heard about this guy? And I'm like, wow, you're into motivational speaking too? That's, wow, it's true love. <laughs> you know, it's like we're meant to be because, you know, like in the past, like, like my ex would say, oh, they're brainwashing you. Well, yeah, maybe, like I said, maybe your brain needs to be watched a little bit. You know, know, what's what's wrong with wrong positive with... positivity, though? What is wrong with that? You know, if that if it is brainwashed well, I, to make you do better, then what, what's the negativity that comes out of that positivity? Like, I think what it is is for people that don't have a lot of ambition, it's dangerous because it, it requires change. If you listen to it and you practice it, it requires change and it requires effort. And it also, like, there, there's a, a phrase I know I talked about my daughter a little bit when we were last time I'm still having some problems and it's just a big mess but without going into it okay it's like you can offer somebody the keys to the castle free of charge you know what I mean and try to reach down and help them up but people are more comfortable with the hell they know than the heaven they don't know you know what I mean they're they're more comfortable complacency like, you like and, it's complacency that's what yeah, it comes down to yeah exactly Exactly. And, and I think that's the thing with a lot of people. And I know it was, to be really quite honest, I think back to the times when I was a big, overweight guy. I was sick. I was an alcoholic. And I think, you know, I would heard, not Tony, but I would heard people like Tony before. And I can remember in my mind thinking, oh, that's bullshit. That never worked for me, you know, and not giving it a chance because my mind's just shut closed. But what I was doing wasn't working for me either. So I don't know at that point in my life what I was thinking. You know, I just thank God for that day where I was stuck on that couch and I was focused 
then that man came on the TV. You know what I mean? That paid program was the right one. Yeah. You know, Jimmy, I got one more. So I got got this one more. So this person here, I found out about his story, I would say, I don't know, a year ago? It feels like a year ago. It may not have been. But this guy literally uh, changed his life. He had so many bad things happening in his life. And quite literally, you're Jimmy Roenick, and you are the last motivational speaker I wanted to talk about because your story in itself deserves to be on a list like this jimmy you sir are a part of this list of people and i think if if anybody hasn't had the time to look at your blog or hear the podcast that me and you had or anybody else's podcast for that matter because i have no hate where where and who and how they hear your story it's very inspirational and me and you we don't we don't live in the same country you live pretty far from right you're in the uh what is it what they call it the 12th province (laughs) the the the, the 12th province of canada is a lot of the, the joke of the travel channel was a years ago <laughs> but uh there's, yeah, a lot to, there's a lot to be said about about you and uh where you've come from and what you're still battling now but how like how much better you're doing now with the battle you refuse to lay down and let happen opposed to getting up and right. fighting when the odds were clearly all against you sir right i'm humbled man i appreciate being put on that list that's that's a list of a lot of great people you know i feel honored and humbled well i'm uh i'm happy to have you on the show and before we close this bad boy up i want to talk a little bit about your program so you're i believe you're starting a coaching program are you not i am i'm a probably i want to say 30 days from releasing but with the way i'm so swamped and busy it'll probably be 60 days but basically what it's going to be it's going to be a zoom program it's going to be basically like a classroom type setting once a week and like a subscription type of thing where you know it's not going to cost a fortune but obviously i got to make a living too um and i'm going to do uh Custom. I, we talked about the the program I'm working with the studio with the uh, layered tracks. I'm going to do custom tracks for people so they can hear it. You know, before they go to bed and when they wake up. I know it sounds like brainwashing, but like I said, if you got stains, let's wash your brain, man. And it, it'll be their own voice. It'll be their. They'll know exactly what they're saying. Of course, I'll coach them a little bit because that's that subliminal is kind of dangerous stuff if you, you just let somebody go wild I've, I've told my kids like they, they want to listen to subliminal on YouTube I said how do you know what those people are telling you underneath that track yes. you know it's really powerful stuff it was so powerful that it became illegal in movie theaters back in the 50s because people were running to the, the concession stand to buy Cokes and fries and they didn't know why they just knew they had to it, it'll be a small part of it, but most of it's just going to be coaching and mentoring and I'd like to open it up on Zoom that way it's not just limited to people in Tampa or people in the United states for that matter it can be anybody anywhere yeah you know and it'll be a matter of like you know you once a week we get together we talk questions and if somebody has like a a bad situation where they need me you know that'll be a thing too where they can get a hold of me obviously there'll be a limit on that i don't want you know i don't want somebody calling me you know 25 times a day because i honestly have to have to keep myself you know in a steady place too but (laughs) or three o'clock in the morning when you're in the middle business of sleeping can't put the covers on man we'll talk about in the morning but yeah I mean, I know I'm at a place right now where I need to make what I've done bigger than myself, if that makes sense. Like, Absolutely. like I've come where I need to be, and it's like the things I do daily to just kind of crush my demons and just go to war with my demons. I feel like it's almost selfish if I don't take some of this knowledge that I've accrued along the way and help somebody else. You know what I mean? I see, like, so many programs and so many scams, and it's not just, like, weight loss, but weight loss is a big thing. That's a $70 billion industry a year, and a lot of it is, you know— their, their, their scapegoat is if it don't work for you you didn't work for it well 
that's not always true. You know, you go to somebody to lose weight. First of all, you're relinquishing control because you're going to them to tell you how to fix yourself instead of going to them saying, okay, how do I fix this so I can fix myself? You know what I mean? You can't go take a pill or drink a shake and, and think it's just magically going to happen because you're not you're not building any muscle. And I'm not talking about the kind in the gym. I'm talking about the mental fortitude yeah. to do the things you need to do along the way. You know, so that's going to be a big part of it. I'm just trying to get all the ducks in a row, and I I got somebody that's helping me with this studio stuff because it's even though I know a lot about stuff like this, it's beyond me. Yeah, and I need to make it as simple as possible so it can be done. Where you know, say you want to quit smoking, not saying you smoke, but say you yeah. do want to quit smoking, or you want to lose some weight, or you just want to run a marathon. You know, you could call me and say, hey, I, this is what I want to do, and I say, all right, John. Well, what I want you to do is you know, I want you to call and leave me these voice messages, and I'll tell you what to say. We'll put it on. A track and i'll say do you like music do you like crickets do you like oceans what do you want is your top track yeah and then we'll, we'll do that and i'll send it back to you in a form of a, a digital file that's where i'm having problems because i'm not real tech savvy with that well it's you know? not, so it's, that's what that's we're pretty, working that's a pretty deep thing but it's very admirable and you know i guess yeah what it sounds like is you feel like you have a, a service and you you want to deliver this service to everybody that wants this service and you want to do it in with, with good intent and everything else in the middle and that's the whole thing it's with good intent and that's why i mean i know like you know i feel really humble that you put me on the list with all those great people but i know at the end of the day i'm just jimmy ronick i used to be a fat guy and now i'm not you know what i mean but I, and it's really funny because like i look back on some of these things when i'm working i'm like holy macro that is a pretty big accomplishment but it's like the knowledge i accrued along the way is the bigger accomplishment that i guess i keep in my forefront of my mind now where i don't think about wow i you know i used to be like that and i used to do this and i used to do that and i used to drink now it's just like i know how not to do those things i know how to do the right things and i have no worries in my mind whatsoever that any of those demons will ever come back to me because you know what i mean i squash them daily and i i've worked my mind to where i feel strong and confident most of the time or all of the time well, I think that's i'm what doing it something is. like playing the piano in church or something that i don't know how to play the piano but you know <laughs> well, that's, well i think that's what it is is you battle your demons daily you don't give them a chance to uh have any rest right when you wake up in the morning no it's you like, can't you, the devil's looking up and saying oh fuck he's awake you know what i mean that's just you know, and I and I, I found a lot when I when I found God, and like I said, I don't want to get into that too much because I know like sometimes people are getting uncomfortable with that, even though they shouldn't. But I'm a Christian, and you know, for the longest time, I was the devil's bitch. I really was. I was afraid of everything. I was afraid to do this. I was afraid to do that. I, I can remember I was telling my wife, I'd drive my car all the way to the grocery store and I wouldn't get out because I was just having some kind of panic attack. And, you know, since since I came where I came from and I am where I am now, that doesn't happen to me no more. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm afraid of very little anymore. And I know that sounds boisterous, but no, I just really. kind of... You face life. You comes look at, along with... Like, face it. That's it. You look, yeah, at, you you look it in the eyes and you're like, I'm coming for you. And it doesn't mean a bad thing necessarily, yeah. but, uh, you know, the devil had you on he did. He had me on a leash. Now it's like I know better. Exactly. And every time I think, you know, something, I just think fear not, man. You know, fear is imaginary. It really is. How many things have you ever been afraid of in your life that, I mean, certainly some things, they, you know, this is what I, I tell my, my uh, I used to tell my kids this. Fear is imaginary. Danger is real. You got to know the difference. Yes. You know, fear is thinking, if I leave the house, I'm going to get hit by a bus. Really? Really? Just by leaving the house. 
But if you go stand in the road when the bus is coming down the road, yeah, you're probably going to get hit by a bus. But, you know, that's the difference. Fear is imaginary. How many times have you been afraid of something that never came to fruition? They never, it never happened. Yeah. And, and you, you may be upset or feared about it for days. You know, it's crazy. It, and, and I think that's how the devil works us, man. He knows what we're afraid of and he just gets it like a heavy bag, you know. And Well, very rarely will the devil dress up as uh, something you can recognize opposed to something that looks like it's not, right? Right. Sheep and wolves, right? And wolves, exactly, uh, or the wolf in sheep's clothing, rather, right? Yeah, he don't come to you in a big spooky voice with a big pitchfork and tail. He comes to you in your own voice in your own head. You know what I mean? He's yeah. the one that's saying, "Dirt, find out you're a fraud, man. You can't do this." Or you know, you go up on stage and play those drums with that church, and you're going to miss all the beats, and everybody's going to hate you. And you know, so these are the things that he comes at you with, and it's not a big echoey voice. It's just little things in your ear. And I think too many people get afraid and they listen to those things and. And they got to realize, fear not, man. Just fear not. Just go out there and kick his ass on a daily basis and take your life back. It's yours. Make it so. I agree with you. Before I close it off, no. I'm just going to say this one thing there, Jimmy. My favorite episode, or uh, my favorite clip from The Simpsons, rather, is one where Marge is talking to Lisa, and she talks to her about fear, and she says, you know, you, whenever you're ha- afraid of something, all you got to do is take your fear, push it all the way down to your feet, and then step on it. And I believe that to be true in a lot of situations. And it's weird because whenever I have to deal with stuff that's of that kind of situation i do just that i literally uh push it all the way down i take a deep breath and say fuck it here i go you know what i mean yeah it's like jumping out of an airplane it's one do it you know don't you think you're counting to three but after you say one you're in it you know that's that's the way you should live life i mean obviously you got like i said you got to be aware of danger but here is here is not real well before i close it off i'm gonna say uh it's always no unless you ask for it right that's right that's right yeah if you don't ask you don't know and if you don't ask you don't get that's true folks just a friendly reminder go to our website godeepproductions.godaddysites.com from there you can listen to our podcast if you aren't already listening from there you can check out our links you can connect to our podcast if you like through various forms of social media or if you want to get our gear go for it if you like it tell us if you don't really like it let us know we don't mind. We like changing things up. We like making it interesting. Jimmy Ronick, I'm so humbled by the fact you were able to come back on my show. This is the second time you've been on here. I love having you on here, and I do intend on having you again for a future show if you will have me. Absolutely, John. I enjoy I enjoy it. Yes, sir. Always looking forward to it. I appreciate you, and thank you. A wise person once told me, nobody likes to tip, so that's why we go deep. Go deep. Go deep. Go deep. This is Go Deep Productions. Thank you for listening to Go Deep, the podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we give our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on all forms of social media. If you would like to reach out to the show, email us at godeepthepodcast at gmail.com. And remember, always go deep.